Inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. Adrian, how are you coping in the midst of the pandemic? Which pandemic are you talking about, though? <laughs> there, there are two pandemics going on right now at this moment. Two, two, two pandemics? Yeah. I'm talking about the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm not sure which pandemic you're referring to. Oh, I was talking about all the articles saying Rosario Dawson's been cast as Ahsoka on oh! Mandalorian Season 2. <laughs> Bad pandemic. Bad pandemic. Yeah. Well, uh, yes. So last week, last Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, after the new Clone Wars episode came out, there was a big leak. F- leak. Ex- ex- sorry. Exclusive scoop <sighs> from Slash Film uh, saying that Rosario Dawson has been cast as Ahsoka in The Mandalorian Season 2. Now, this has not been confirmed on any official channels however there nope. was a tweet by clayton sandell that said ahsoka was confirmed for season two but the casting was not and clayton sandell is someone i consider a legit journalist um he's covered various other star wars things so i could potentially believe that but as of yet we have nothing official but with that news, we thought it might be interesting to talk about that and just talk about Insoka Ahsoka in general because she's back. Did you combine so, in general and Ahsoka into one word? I guess I did. That's awesome. <laughs> Self-quarantine is getting to me, Adrian. <laughs> 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 Going crazy. <laughs> but anyway, so initial thoughts, reactions. I mean, I'm not a hater. I'm not. I have nothing against Rosario Dawson. I just don't think she's a good actress. A lot of people think otherwise, which is fine. She wouldn't be my first pick or second pick or third pick or (laughs) top 10 pick to play Ahsoka in a live action capacity. Unpopular opinion. Don't at me about it. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I'm... You know, I'm not the movie person here, so I can honestly say I've maybe seen Rosario Dawson in one movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't have a strong opinion on her acting skill. Um, I'm a little bit <clears throat> curious as to more curious as to why they would bring Ahsoka in the Mandalorian at all. I guess aside from Dave Filoni being involved. Um, I'm, you know, the casting news is kind of like, if, if it's true, I mean, let's, let's, this is all rumors right now. Nothing has been officially confirmed. Until it is on StarWars.com and they see a picture of Rosario Dawson next to uh, Dave Filoni or John Falafel, blah, 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 or Kathleen Kennedy. I'm not going to buy it. 
I mean, I think it's also important to note that the secrecy about the Mandalorian, like the whole set for the first season was incredibly tight lipped and Mm -hmm. nothing slipped out. So it seems very suspicious to me that at this juncture, something would because they seem to have kept a pretty tight lid on it for right like they can keep a baby yoda secret for such a long time yeah but they can't keep an ahsoka tano secret yeah so you know grain of salt bucket of salt potentially crate of salt (laughs) as we are prone to calling it um yeah so i'm a little bit neutral on her potential casting i think the biggest issue for me going forward if it is true is there are some allegations about her and her family's treatment of a trans man that worked for them which is a little bit disturbing (laughs) and sad if if true and if disney lucasfilm goes ahead with casting her anyway i know certainly that there are going to be a lot of star wars fans that are disappointed by that so i'm kind of like I don't know if that's the best decision, but I'm also not charged. So, so let me ask you though: the allegations aside, just it's a perfect world where no one is terrible, and th- the same news comes out. How do you feel about it? I mean, I guess I'm fine with I it. I guess I'm fine. <laughs> I well, so here's. I mean, I you know, I said this earlier. Like, I don't really have a huge opinion on Rosario Dawson when she was first fan cast as Ahsoka, which I believe a couple of years ago. Yes, there were some people that were kind of fan casting her, and I liked the idea. I mean, if you look at the way Ahsoka is drawn in the Clone Wars, even though she's voiced by a white woman, Ashley Eckstein. Her features uh, draw very heavily on kind of uh, a black woman's features. And I know that there are a lot of black women Star Wars fans who basically see her as a representation of themselves in Star Wars. Um, I'm not a black woman. Um, I still Neither am Ahsoka, I. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, but there's definitely been, you know, I've read posts of, from written by black women um, who see Ahsoka as a stand in for themselves and so I, I thought that too on several especially this last episode which was fantastic i, I could see some of those features kind of yeah stick out. and so i i think for a live action version i would applaud lucasfilm for casting a black woman to play her um you know we love ashley of course but ashley may not be the best person to play her in live action um so you know perfect world you know if you know i was totally fine with it when she was fan casted as ahsoka so i you know i'm definitely not opposed to seeing it um i hope that whatever happens um if it's true you know lucasfilm does decide to take those allegations seriously whether or not they're true i don't know but you know i think i hope they're aware at least we're not just totally ignoring it i mean there's also the possibility that this is just a bunch of clickbait stuff and there's no truth to it whatsoever (laughs) well (laughs) you mean the the rumor or the allegations oh the rumor 
no, yeah. the allegations are a whole different. Oh yeah, that's issue him. altogether. Or yeah, different well, episode my- <laughs> on a different podcast. But as far as yeah. like the Ahsoka, as far as the Ahsoka news itself, again, nothing has been confirmed. Yeah. Well, do you want to know my personal conspiracy theory about this? I would love to know your personal conspiracy theory. (laughs) Since it's 2020 and we're all in on conspiracy theories. (laughs) Oh, we should turn this into a conspiracy theory Star Wars podcast. Oh, my gosh. Well, my conspiracy theory is that this was actually a test. So this was a purposeful leak that was made to see who might be leaking secrets. (laughs) And... It's not actually true. Or if it is true, my other, my, well, so so that's my one conspiracy theory is that this was actually like a test to catch a leaker. My other theory is that maybe they've cast Rosario Dawson, but she's like a random Togruta, not actually Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are my two theories, <laughs> which may be completely wrong <laughs> or inaccurate or whatever, but <laughs> those are my theories. I mean, it's 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 difficult, man. Just you know, they're saying all these people have been cast. Like earlier today, too, they announced that uh, Michael Michael Bean had been uh, cast as a bounty hunter. Oh, I think I saw that blip. I don't think I actually clicked on the article to read it. Which, as a Terminator and Aliens fan, I'm over the moon for. It's like hell yeah, bring in more eighty stars. Sure, why not? <laughs> 80s revival 80s revival but i mean i just can't help but you know remember that they announced that you know the season two had wrapped filming a couple of weeks or months ago and granted yeah i i I carry myself as a film and tv guy but i mean i don't know the way this stuff actually works that they actually cast them a long time ago they film them and now the information's being released or leaked uh, obviously they can be doing reshoots right now. I mean, everything's shut down, right? So there's just a lot of a lot of info that it's giving me pause. So so maybe 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 I should like see how this production stuff actually works better. <laughs> you know, get to, get some more details on how the Disney Plus shows work. You know. Yeah, well, Gina Carano posted a couple weeks ago that she had wrapped filming on season two, and then one of the directors. Um, or maybe it wasn't a director, uh, maybe one of the producers. Eh, I can't remember at this moment. I really sincerely apologize. Um, was ba- basically posted something was that was like it's a wrap, right? So, so that yes, they're done with the principal filming, and I don't know what kind of um reshoots or whatever the TV shows have to go through, but they've definitely wrapped. It's just like I think back to this time when the Mandalorian, like they were revving up for the first season and the information we got because celebration happened about this time, Mm -hmm. or maybe I guess it was technically next month, April. Um, You know, we just had the the principal information. There wasn't a lot of information on any supporting characters. And I honestly don't know if we got any of that information until like the episodes aired. Right. Except for Ming-Na Wen, Wen. who was like the big name. But they announced that. I mean, that was that was announced. So, you know, we only had the the three. We had Pedro Pascal, Gina Carano and um, I'm so sorry. Apollo (laughs) Creed. Yes. (laughs) What's what's the actor's name? I'm totally blanking right now. His name is Apollo Creed. 
Yeah, okay. Well, I know that's not his real name, but... <laughs> Carl Weathers. Carl, oh my God. <laughs> I was trying Carl. to lead you to it, but nope. Sorry. Well, I haven't seen the Rocky movies, so that wouldn't help. Oh, um, we are going to talk after we're done recording right now. <laughs> so, so Carl Weathers. Sorry, Carl. I love you. You're great. And I love you on The Mandalorian. <laughs> but, but they were literally the only three people that we had names and roles for at about this same time period right so yeah i'm a little i'm definitely maintaining a lot of skepticism about this news just given how how tight everything was before another thing to consider too with the shutdown on everything right now a lot of disney plus shows have been pushed back they've been affected by by the coronavirus Mando 2, so far, not a word on any sort of delay. It's true. I mean, I don't, I guess, yeah, we haven't heard anything about reshoots, but, you know, if they've technically, if they've wrapped production and they're just in post-production, they may be able to do that. Right, um, work from home editing, I'm pretty sure. Something. Yeah, something. I mean, I we, we have the technology. You would think, you yeah. Would think. If anybody, if anybody has the technology, <laughs> certainly Lucasfilm would have the technology. So I'm just saying we're like five, six months away from October when it's supposed to release. The way I see it, like, yeah, they finished filming a long time ago. Like they were filming back when season one was still airing. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, I just again, just reiterating, there's a lot against this for me as being true. Yeah, I I guess my other thing is if they well, so I kind of have two things. Um, <laughs> one, I'm a little surprised that Dave would bring Ahsoka out of the animation because that's kind of like his baby. I mean, one, Ahsoka is definitely one of his babies, but then just kind of the whole animated, the side of animated Star Wars in general has been his for the past decade. Um so that's a little surprising to me. Of course, it's also rumored that they w- are using this as like a test for a spinoff. Oh, yeah, I hate that one even more than that. <laughs> Which is, I'm also kind of like, eh. <laughs> mainly because, well, mainly because I've heard other rumors right. um, from other people that I consider credible um, that are that theoretically at the time pointed more towards the possibility of Ahsoka coming back in an animated form. You know, again, all rumored. That, that rumored Rebels spinoff, right? Yes, yeah. Which has also been floating around the internet for a while. Which so, I would be, I would very much welcome that. So it, surpri- it, it does surprise me a little that, one, that they would bring Ahsoka into the live action at all. Although the timeline fits, so they could. The The other thing that would surprise me is you could make an argument for, at the end of season one, Mando having to, you know, he's 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 got his clan of two, but they clearly recognize that this baby is Force-sensitive. And so you could see maybe season two would be he's trying to find someone to help him with that. I guess my <laughs> biggest thing would be, like, if he did find Ahsoka... Mama Tano? <laughs> yeah, well... Well, yeah, so would that, like, split them up? Like, I feel like that would kind of lose the plot of the whole show a little bit like wouldn't ahsoka then take the baby well or would they all go off together i mean we're kind of entering like huge speculation yeah this is huge speculation different topic (laughs) but 
you know, just <laughs> to continue on this little tangent, I think we're gonna have to get used to the idea that maybe Yoda is not gonna stick around for forever. <gasps> you take that back, Adrian. I will not take that back. <gasps> <gasps> just stick a dagger and a Sith dagger into my heart and twist it. <laughs> Sith dagger. I mean, I mean, just saying, like you said it yourself, they left it at the end as a, you know, we got to find this kid a proper home. Eventually, he's going to be left somewhere unless they drag it out for like eight seasons and then we get bored of it. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) And you're right. I I could see Ahsoka would probably be a very good. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll take the force, baby. Sure. (sighs) On the other hand, I think that'd be too easy. And... I don't know. I'm not opposed to a live action Ahsoka whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I just think a glorified cameo on the Mandalorian would not be the proper way to do it. Agreed. Agreed. I. Well, yeah, this is going to go off into a completely different tangent, but I kind <laughs> of want the Mando to remain like its own separate thing, I guess. Right. And not be tied into. I mean, maybe tangentially, but. I mean, it was it was bad enough that Baby Yoda pretty much stole the show from the Mando. (laughs) They're so cute together. But I mean, come on, yeah, people. It's a Baby Yoda show. It's not the Mandalorian show. It's the Baby Yoda show. And I think introducing more legacy characters like that would well, not more legacy characters. Baby Yoda's not a legacy character, but in introducing legacy characters, you get a risk, uh, just taking the focus away from the show. Because I mean. Um, you know, besides Ahsoka, I also we've been hearing rumors that Boba Fett is going to show up in this thing. Yeah. Uh, if Ahsoka shows up, I know we got this covered. It's been quote unquote reporting that Sabine is going to be in it too because the timeline fits. Yeah, and they're together. And they're together. Last time we saw. So I'm just saying, in doing this, you're going to open a floodgate, and you're going to end up in a very solo esque situation with Maul. If that makes yeah. sense. Well, I also think about Rebels, right? Like, Rebels started out, or is, I mean, was, this kind of found family, but Ahsoka appearing really was like, whoa, you know? And I don't want to say derailed, because it, it worked within the context of the show, but every episode that she was in was definitely like the Ooh, Ahsoka another, episode. Another, epi- another Ahsoka episode, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. and a lot of them were great. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but it definitely, when she was there, it was a lot about her and a less about the other main characters that made up the show. And I, you know, if <sighs> I fear that same thing could happen in the Mandalorian, oh, if this totally news is would. true, which it we totally don't know. Would. Yeah. I mean, so let's be real. The Mandalorian uh, season one, you what you remember most from it is the side characters. You remember Baby Yoda. You remember Cara Dune. You remember everyone else except the Mando for the most part. Well, <laughs> well I mean, come on, come on. IG Eleven, the armor, Kray, the armor. Come on, you remember a lot of the quirky side characters more than the stoic Mando himself. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, it's we're, a risk. It's we'll a risk, see. and we're on a tangent right now, anyway. So maybe uh, yeah. this is a future podcast topic. I I, <laughs> I I don't know. It's a now podcast topic. Um, the other thing was well, so of course, it's up in the air what's going to happen with celebration right now. Um, but la- uh, last year was that was that only last year? <laughs> Feels like two years ago now. <laughs> um, 
last year at Celebration, which was in April, was kind of when we got more of this information about six months before. And we're kind of on the same timeline right now. The season two of Mando will be out in next October. Well, they said next fall. I'm, I guess I'm assuming next October. Um, or maybe they actually said no, next I'm October. pretty sure they said it was October. Yeah, so Pretty roughly sure. the same roughly the same timeline that we had before. I guess this past year the Mandalorian came it was November. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's roughly roughly the same timeline about 6 months before we kind of got some more information, a little bit more information. So we'll be curious to see if we get a little bit more of that next month um to kind of help buoy us along. In this turbulent time. <laughs> Give us something, anything, Lucasfilm. <laughs> but, you know, I just I guess before we kind of switch gears here, uh, I just find it kind of fascinating that, you know, we're both Ahsoka, Ahsoka fans. And the news that we would get a live action Ahsoka just kind of, nah. eh, it, it didn't quite land. Yeah. Which is interesting. I just find it, it so fascinating. I love Ahsoka. And I you love Ahsoka, but... <laughs> I, I do love Ahsoka. It's weird. It is weird. And I don't know if it's part of, I don't know if part of that is because I find her so tied to the animated side of Star Wars things that I'm not certain live action would, um, how do I want to put this? Uh, totally losing the thread right now would do right by her, I guess. Um, I, you know, part of it may be that it's also difficult in my brain to separate Ashley and Ahsoka, um, even though I realize on like a fundamental level that Ashley may not be able to play live action Ahsoka, there may be some disconnect there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It is kind of interesting. I know we were both definitely kind of like, huh. what? We're just like, what, what <laughs> okay, what, what going on? <laughs> Um, it's, it's not even that for me. Like, I would love to see a live action Ahsoka, but uh, again, just throwing it in as a cameo on the Mandalorian and the casting, <laughs> the supposed casting. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's like this is not the right venue for her big live action debut. I almost feel. Yeah, I mean, I almost feel Ahsoka has enough of a following by herself at this point, and we'll talk a little bit about that later in this episode. I almost feel like she has enough of a following that they don't need to do like a quote unquote backdoor pilot for her. Mm -hmm. If they really wanted to do a live action Ahsoka Tano series after Return of the Jedi, I think people would watch it without needing to see her in The Mandalorian. I mean, that's my opinion, but I think there's enough of a fan base built around her from The Clone Wars and Rebels and Dave Filoni that you don't need to have her as a, you know, one-off character in The Mandalorian. You could literally just be like, hey, we're making the Sokotana show and people would watch it. Yeah. See, if we got that a confirmation that they're making an Ahsoka Tano show, I'd be like, okay, make it so, you know, just do it. But not not like this. There are better ways to do it. And I mean, again, once again, assuming this is all actually true and real. Yeah. Yeah. I still like my personal theory that they cast Rosario Dawson as a random Togruta character. <laughs> that would make me laugh. And it's not actually Ahsoka Tano and at all. I would all. be okay with that. <laughs> 
everyone's just confused. It looks like Ahsoka, but it's not actually Ahsoka. What I say, she's uh, Asario. Uh, I called her Asario. Oh, yeah. Asario <laughs> Dono. Yeah, Asar- were- Asario Dono. That's that's her name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> A random Sorguda named uh, Asario, Asario Dono. Dono. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Please, Disney. I personally think us. that would be. Yeah, I think that would be hilarious. So I'm going with that for now until we actually get official confirmation. But the, I don't know however long it took us to talk about that. But now we're going to talk about Ahsoka, um, the character. (laughs) That was a great segue. Who we love. And who's now back. Yeah. (laughs) Who's now back on the Clone Wars looking more beautiful than ever. Um and just kind of talk about her her overall character growth and arc between the Clone Wars and Rebels. Because she's back! And she's gonna kick your butt! And kick some other things! And kick some other things, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was fabulous. That was I so that. funny. Um, but anyway, so you... I mean, I can talk a little bit about Ahsoka's introduction myself, but you actually saw, when we talked about the Clone Wars movie, you actually saw this in the theater. What was your initial reaction to Ahsoka? How did you feel about her? My initial reaction to Ahsoka back in the day was not intense. I, I was, <laughs> I, I want to say indifferent, but I mean, I didn't really have a, it's like, okay, Anakin Skywalker as a, as an apprentice, I, I I cannot separate her from the Anakin character, so to speak. Okay. So for me, it was but you a, weren't like opposed to it. No, no, though. no. When I found out later that people were just like totally hating on her, I was surprised because I mean, why? <laughs> oh, she's well, annoying. A lot of, a lot of, yeah. you know, a lot of girl stuff too. A lot of girl issues, but all that, all that BS <laughs> aside. For me personally, I thought Ahsoka was fine. She made me laugh a couple times. I think. I think the Sky Guy thing might have bugged me a little bit, but. <laughs> I bugged Anakin too, though. So <laughs> fair, fair. But uh, no, I, I didn't hate her. I didn't. Again, no strong emotion. Uh, same when season one of the Clone Wars started airing. Okay, took a while for me to get on the Ahsoka bandwagon. Okay, and you? Well, I mean, as we've talked about, I came into the show a lot later, a mm-hmm. lot later. So I definitely watching. Her first introduction and hindsight as an adult, I was like, oh, Lord, (laughs) this child just needs to like sit down and listen (laughs) to her teachers um, and stop talking. But honestly, now the more that I think about it, I'm actually really glad that they didn't do that because I think it's important for teens and kids who are probably around that age watching that show to be able to see someone that's like themselves so yes as an adult you're kind of like okay could you just like chill with the attitude for a minute (laughs) just like (laughs) chill but you know as a teen or you know a preteen i think that's important to see someone that's similar in age represented on screen And, you know, honestly, we were all kind of like that as teenagers, like who didn't have the I know it all attitude. 
um, and wanting to prove themselves, which I think really stands up. Like, it's very clear from the get-go, you know, Ahsoka is obviously very eager, um, maybe a little overconfident, but I think that represents a lot of us I at mean, that she's time. she's a preteen Jedi, I mean, of course, probably <laughs> she gets to come to the galaxy, right? Yeah, you know, she's thrust into this war, so she's eager to prove herself. And, you know, honestly, the more I think about it, the more that I think it's good that they made her more like an actual teenager as opposed to being this kind of, like, prematurely mature. That was very intelligent. I love that. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, making her this kind of, you know, mature, very mature 14-year-old, which she is obviously not. And so I actually am glad they made that decision because it gives her much more room to grow over the course of the series. Um, two series, really, because series. we get to see her go all the way from, like, a 14-year-old to... Uh, 30 something i guess by the end of <laughs> rebels um so so i definitely you know i definitely went from the phase like oh this child to you know actually that works i think that was a good choice um so now i'm completely fine with it i know they're at the time so I did not, you know, we've talked about this before. I didn't watch The Clone Wars when it first came out, but I know just from reading comments on the internet that it oh took boy. people a long, yeah, <laughs> woo, it took people a long time to really accept Ahsoka as Anakin's Padawan, as character. Ooh, which, again, just does not make <laughs> sense to me. I, uh, I, I don't know. But yeah. Well, I mean, there are various explanations for that, which we don't have to go into right now. But <laughs> but as time has gone on, she's become a very beloved character. And I think part of that is what I was saying before, is that over the course of the series of especially the Clone Wars, is that she's given room to grow and blossom. And it happens over several seasons. So as someone who's watching it, watching a along with it you know you get to experience that as well and so i definitely think that helped a lot of people accept her i guess you know that's what i think and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's that's exactly what happened with me so while the my initial impression wasn't you know anything dramatic or big or anything it was rebels season two that really did it for me Same. so so when ahsoka yeah. shows up at the end of season one i'm like oh they brought ahsoka back Okay. Surprise. Hey, look who it is. All right. I, I wonder what happened with her. You know, it was, <laughs> it was a very much that kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, but then as I'm watching season two, and uh, I, I, I caught myself just really getting little emotional at certain, certain bits. Like, she pulls out the white lightsabers. I'm like, well, okay, that's, that's cool. That's cool. All right. I like that. She, <laughs> you know, Rex showing up too. You know, there were a lot of moments sprinkled throughout season two that I just found myself like mm-hmm. really enjoying her presence on the show. And yeah. then we get to the season two finale. And at the end of that, I'm kind of wrecked. And that's when it I first, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's when I realized, wow, I guess I just really do like Ahsoka. This really does it. And in retrospect, it's like, yeah, because, you know, I saw her on premiere night or premiere weekend for the Clone Wars movie. I watched the Clone Wars series for the most part in chunks, but, you know, I got through it. 
<laughs> I saw her progress uh, mm-hmm. throughout all that. So, you know, seeing her back in high school, then seeing her as an adult, as an adult too, and then possibly, put, you know, she was dead for the most part when that came out. I was like, wow, that that, that affected me. Like, that, that got to me and it made me realize mm-hmm. I really appreciate the character. I love the character. And now I own an Ahsoka Tano shirt. Something, <laughs> something that when I bought it, I was like... I never thought I'd be buying an Ahsoka shirt, but here I am buying an Ahsoka shirt because it's legit. Because she's awesome. Yes. I mean, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. It was because I basically came into the Clone Wars after hearing about Rebel Season 2. So, I mean, that that had a huge draw for me. And so I was kind of able to to go back and, and see everything. So, you know... That's legit. I think that drew a lot of people in, honestly. You know, and you just made me realize, too, I think I was around the same age that she was when she was introduced. Mm. That's trippy. I never yeah. thought of that. Huh. I mean, I, I'm i definitely a bit older, but I think about <laughs> how... Well, no, wait a minute. <laughs> I think... I said a bit, damn it. Uh, <laughs> damn, but I mean, anything. I... I remember how I felt about like Padme in The Phantom Menace, which we were roughly the same age when mm-hmm. it came out. I think I was technically 15 and she's 14 or whatever. But, you know, roughly the same roughly age. Roughly same and, ballpark. And seeing having that presence on screen, I mean, I feel very strongly about that character and I love that character. So... You know, I I love Ahsoka, but I was a little bit beyond that, obviously, when I actually watched her journey. But I like that there are other people that are closer in age to her that have that, like I did with Padme in the prequel series, that she can be that model for other people. So, you know, I love that. You know, quick little tangent side story here. Um, I think it when did Ahsoka the book come out the novel? Oh, you haven't remember that? I don't have my Kindle. It came out only I think a couple years ago. Right? Was that during the season two run of Rebels? Uh, It was after. I'm pretty sure. You sure? Uh, I'm almost a hundred percent positive, but you can Google it and let me know. I am googling it right now. I would say it was after. 2016. No, wait. Mm. When did Rebels end? That's the next thing you have to go. Or when was Rebels season two? 2016. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. You're right, you're right. But Ahsoka came out in the fall, I believe. So it was after, it was after season two had ended. Yes. Season two ended on March 30th. That was the Twilight of Mm -hmm. the Apprentice. Uh, yeah, Ahsoka came out in October. Ah, yes. Okay, so I wasn't completely out of it. All right, but, anyways. Oh, Lord, li- li- that was four years ago. That oh was my four gosh. years ago. But a little wow. funny tension here, right? It's just, again, to make me realize that Ahsoka was, you know, one of my favorite characters, and I didn't even realize it. Well, one Friday night, I got off work late. I didn't want to do anything else, so I was just going to go home. But then I thought, oh, you know, let me stop by Barnes & Noble, see if I can find something to read. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> and of course, I go straight to the Star Wars section. Yeah, I'm just kind of perusing, and I see the Soka book there, the hardcover, staring at me. 
And I'm like, oh, cool. They made an Ahsoka book. I look at it. I put it back. I just kind of dismiss it. And then I go over to the Stephen King section. <laughs> but somehow I found my way back to the Star Wars section. And I'm holding the Ahsoka book. And I'm like, you know what? I'll read the first uh, first couple pages. Let's see what, see what this has in store. I'm a little curious. I'm just uh, That's what I'm telling myself. I'm just a little <laughs> curious. I sit down. I read the first couple of pages. I'm like... Okay, this is cool. You know, a little 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 flashback to uh, Order sixty six, little Darth Maul. Cool, cool. I put the book back. Don't buy it, <laughs> Adrian. I know, I know, but I can't stop thinking about it. I go back the following day on that Saturday and I buy it. I don't know what my deal was. I think I was still trying to process that, or didn't just realize that Ahsoka was like important to me as a character. But there it is. I was I was a closeted Ahsoka fan and not even realizing it. <laughs> so closeted that you had to put the book back book book back i was like i'm not really that interested but i'm but i am but i'm not but i am <laughs> okay i don't know what my deal was but it is what it is and i'm out of the closet now you know <laughs> <laughs> as we all are adrian as we okay. all are join us well, I'm looking, I'm looking to see, and I think I literally read the Ahsoka book, like, right when it came out, because my Goodreads has that I read it in a day. Not surprising. Oh, of course you um, did. <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm trying to think timeline-wise, like, I literally must have been finishing the Clone Wars and Rebels, like, right around the time that I read that. So I think I literally just binged, like, all of the Ahsoka content that I could. <laughs> there's plenty of it now yeah no so i wanted to ask you what are some of your favorite ahsoka moments throughout the clone Wars series is there one in one or two in particular that stand out i can tell you my all-time favorite ahsoka moment okay all right and that would be her quick appearance at the end of season four of rebels (laughs) that is not what i thought but okay elaborate please well, that's just that's just like, like me though. I I tend to go for just like the older wise mentor type characters. I think mm. I've talked about that before in the podcast. When I was a kid and I first saw Star Wars, Obi Wan was my dog. That's why he's my favorite character because I've always seen Obi Wan as the as you know the old wise mentor with powers, the mystic. Lord of the Rings, Gandalf is my favorite. Harry Potter, Dumbledore. I always go for those type of characters. <laughs> Interesting. The Last Jedi c- comes out. Luke Skywalker is suddenly one of my all-time favorite Star Wars characters. He wasn't before. I liked Luke, but he wasn't my all-time favorite. All of a sudden, Last Jedi, where he is this damaged old and wise mm-hmm. character, I'm like, oh my god, I am eating this up. I want more, you know, more. I just go for that. So, and seeing Ahsoka go from a little pad- 14-year-old Padawan to, you know, a, a proper Padawan, you know, in her own right to a not a Jedi in Rebels season two to that final moment where she's just there in those glorious, glorious white robes with the staff. Very Gandalf. Very Gandalf the white. Yeah, I was I, I ate that up, man. That was like my <laughs> favorite part. Like, oh, my God, Ahsoka's back. And look at that. She she is now that wise old mentor character that I just gravitate towards. Interesting. So, All right. I yeah, I guess I would not have guessed that. And then close second is Gather. Yeah, I am no Jedi, and then she fights Vader. That's that's amazing. <laughs> yes, also. I mean, I honestly have to say, I think her last appearance, well, 
last appearance until now in the Clone Wars in The Wrong Jedi mm. is probably the highlight just because it basically takes everything that has happened to her and she has this monumental choice and she has to make a terrible choice, but ultimately makes the choice that's best for her, which right. is sometimes the hardest choice to make. And that felt very powerful to me. I mean, when I first watched, so, you know, my, as I've mentioned before, my background and like the third time in this episode alone, I had already heard a little bit about Ahsoka and kind of what happened before I watched the Clone Wars series. But when I watched that arc for the very first time, <laughs> I was in tears. Got Even you, though huh? I knew <laughs> what was going to happen, I was in tears because I feel like at some point in each of our lives, we're all faced with having to make a hard choice about whatever, you know, whatever it is. But sometimes to do what's best for yourself Sometimes you have to walk away and that can be from a relationship, a job, uh, you know, whatever. And we have sometimes we have to make those hard choices. And here we see Ahsoka having to make that hard choice and walk away from literally everything that she's ever known. And I think that's very powerful because it's very hard to do. You know, it's hard to turn your back on everything that you've known. And it's clear that she loves Anakin. She, you know, I mean, I would argue that it, what we see with her in this most recent episode, Gone with the Trace, you know, there's still a part of her and there will always be a part of her from what we've seen in Red Bulls. You know, she's called to do the right thing, the good thing, to help others. Like, that's part of who she is. But... In in that episode, having to make the choice to basically turn her back on everything she's ever known because she just she just can't do it anymore. She feels like she's been abandoned. And I think that's really powerful. Like, that's really that's a really hard thing to do. And the fact that she has the strength to do that and we've seen her grow you know, we had seen her grow over the, the course of the Clone Wars to get to that point. So, I mean, really for me, I mean, yes, I love the, you know, I am no Jedi moment. Like, who doesn't love that? <laughs> <laughs> but but maybe the strongest that she's ever been for me was when she actually walks away and makes that choice for herself. Um, so, you know, I can help but notice that are both her favorite Ahsoka moments come at the end of their respective series, <laughs> like their last moments. Interesting. Not counting yeah. season seven. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the first official ending <laughs> for Clone Wars. The each each of those moments represent uh, a change in the character, a big change. Yes, yeah, a big change. Yeah. So that, that's interesting. I mean, there's yeah. I guess there's something about maybe. And maybe it has to do with the fact that, you know, as I'm thinking about it, in her her character arc over the whole of her story is kind of the one that we see actually the most monumental changes in. And maybe it has something to do with the slightly sm uh, more compressed time span. But like we don't, you know, with Luke, we don't really see, you know, we get his kind of... I mean, we get a little bit of it in the OT, but then there's a huge gap that we still know nothing about between the OT and the sequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. 
And so we don't really have that moment of transition um, or change that we do with Ahsoka. Whereas I think Ahsoka kind of more embodies, you know, kind of the changes we all go through as we grow up. Honestly. There is more of a real time thing with her because you're right, there's less of a gap. So you got the yeah. Clone Wars, you got the novel, which leads pretty much into Rebels. Mm-hmm. But the only real gap there is the what the two three years that the that the Civil War took place in the OT from. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, the end. So, so the the novel takes place about a year after right. Revenge of the Sith. So there's still kind of a gap in between that and there, there's a gap, but it's still she's still very but much she's in made that, that transition. Exact, exactly yeah. took the words right out of the mouth. She's still in that transitional phase. So. Yes. But no, that's a good observation, really cool observation in that, yeah, it's more, it's a real-time experience seeing her uh, grow that way just because of the shortened time frame, you're right, as opposed to characters like Luke, where, you know, there's 30 years or whatever in between. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of one of the things that I love her about her the most, is that, yeah, we've almost gotten to experience this in real time for some of us. <laughs> it feels like. <laughs> Um, but you know, I mean, I I, I can much for that. Yeah. I mean, but I think also in general, like it's clear that, you know, from the get go that even though she's impulsive and which makes her a good fit for Anakin, (laughs) I'm pretty sure Yoda and Obi-Wan. You never would have made it as Obi-Wan's Padawan. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, That moment is so heartrending in hindsight um you might make it as mine (laughs) (laughs) but you know even even though she's impulsive and brash and kind of bratty at the beginning i mean i think it's also clear from the beginning that she's brave she has a big heart she obviously has a lot of compassion and I think there's something in all of us that can empathize with that or want to be want to be like that, you know, want to be that Jedi, um, even though most of us struggle with it on a day to day basis. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that's definitely one of the things that I also think makes her very realistic is like, yes, she has those great traits, but, you know. She's not perfect. None of them are, but you don't um, want perfect characters. I, That's boring. I think she em- I think she embodies that well. At least in the Clone Wars, maybe not so much in Rebels. Um but definitely in the Clone Wars. Right Never on. Never hesitates to jump in there. We we are Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> And we're so excited to have her back and see what she's going to (laughs) do. I can't wait for some, like, pining over her lost life in the Jedi Order. I hope we get that. We kind of got a little little taste of it. It, Well, you know, I like... (laughs) I like Dave Filoni to twist that knife, so... Yeah, because you're weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, FYI, for those of you who don't know, I'm an emotional masochist, and I love to be hurt emotionally. <laughs> it's an understatement, especially, people. Especially by threats. Dave Filoni. <laughs> so I'm hoping we get a little bit of angst over that. I, I love good me. emotional moments as much as the next guy. Trust me, I love him, but Kat, you take it to a weird level. <laughs> I will take that as a compliment, and not that I'm a total weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So that about does it for another episode of Force Fan Podcast. Uh, if you want to add us, you can do so on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcasts or our webpage, bluelepro.com slash Force Fan Podcast. If you want to yell at me for not liking Rosario Dawson, you can do so on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. And, you know, as always, just stay safe and clean out there, people. Don't uh, don't do anything dumb. Listen <laughs> to the scientists. Listen to the doctors. Be nice to your food workers, to your uh, retail workers. Just be decent. Yes. Be kind. Be good humans. Be good humans. Be a Jedi. Be the Jedi you would like to see in the world, guys. Be Ahsoka. Yes. Just be Ahsoka. So until then, may the Force be with you. And then some. Later. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to Force Fan Podcast with Adrian, Cat Ray, and John. Edited and produced by Adrian Misa with original music composed by Brooke Monroe and original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved. <laughs>